0: welcome back everyone this show segment is brought to you by the values institute please visit their website on our website there's a link there at exitcoachradio.com you'll also find all of our guests highlights and interviews uploaded so please visit often my next guest is lynn fulks uh, the principal partner of the upstart group llc in carlsbad california lynn are you there hi bill how are you today
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Lynn, I've been looking forward to our discussion. We talked on the telephone and um, before we get into uh, some of the the subject matter, we always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. What's your background and how did you get into this particular line of work?
1: Right. Well, I've done my whole career, my whole professional career has been in marketing. Uh, primarily in hardware and software companies. And the last major corporation I worked for was Microsoft Corporation. I held a variety of senior level marketing management positions for Microsoft.
0: Okay. And then uh, when did you get involved with the uh, Upstart Group and when did you start that?
1: Well, there's a little bit of a backstory because my husband and I decided to take a two year sabbatical and we were going to go sailing. And that two year sabbatical turned into six and a half years because let me just say that living on a sailboat in the Caribbean is so much fun. I highly recommend it to everybody.
0: Oh, I was going to so say maybe did. there was no wind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we extended that two years to six and a half, and uh, when we came back to the States, all ready to go back to work, uh, one of my colleagues from Microsoft uh, said, you know, we, we've always wanted to start our agency, let's start our agency. And, and so we did, and Upstart Group is four years old now and going strong. So
0: what does Upstart Group do exactly?
1: We are uh, fractional CMOs for companies, so it's like rent a chief marketing officer or vice president of marketing or even a director of marketing for companies often in the 2 million range and up can't afford or don't need that full-time, fully loaded headcount for that senior strategy position, but, but they need the thinking and the work done around their business, so we can come in for a period of time, usually around six months, eight months, and, and build their marketing foundation for them so that more junior marketing managers can, can execute on that strategy and, and increase the, the value of the company thus.
0: Excellent idea for a company. Um, do, are there any particular types of businesses or sizes that you tend to work with?
1: Well, we thought we would we would start out more with startups because it's so fun. They're so nimble, quick, fast, quick turnaround. Um, very exciting to work with those types of entrepreneurs. But we found that we've been able to to do the most benefit for companies in the two million and up range and actually five million and up has been uh, more of a sweet spot for them for us to be able to help them. As far as types of industry, when we started, we were getting lots of referrals from ex-Microsoft colleagues. And so with our background in high tech, it's very comfortable for us. And we tend to attract high tech to ourselves. That said, it's been so much fun working on so many different industries. Uh, we've had a, a funeral home, microbrewery, land planners, uh, health service organizations, insurance organizations, uh, executive consulting firms. It's, it's been a lot of fun expanding our marketing knowledge into other industries.
0: So, what would prompt a CEO to want to call you in the first place?
1: Generally, what happens is that they see that their revenues have flattened over, you know, a period of time. I had a, a CEO uh, several months ago contact me, and his revenues had been flat uh, for the last several years, just under uh, five million gross annual revenue, and. And, you know, you start a business, these entrepreneurs start a business, and they have, you know, pretty steady growth. And then for some reason, at some point, they seem to plateau. I have a, another CEO I was speaking with right before the holidays, and they had plateaued at $10 million And had been stuck there for a year and a half with absolutely no movement. And, in fact, they're now fearing a little dip down in, in revenue. And when we go in and do a marketing audit, generally what we found is one of two things. Either they've lost touch with where, when, why, how their customer shops for and chooses their product or service, or they've not been paying attention to their competition, who are doing something new and innovative, either in the product service themselves or in their marketing, to grab that piece of market share.
0: I see. Okay. When we talked on the telephone, you mentioned something called the three segments of marketing. Could you expand on that just a little bit for us?
1: Sure. So Upstart Group thinks about marketing in, in three pieces. And, and I know most, most uh, newer CEOs think of marketing as the tactics. It's advertising, public relations, it's social media. It's an email marketing campaign. I'm going to send a newsletter out, but but for marketing strategy, there's three pieces: research, foundation, and then tactics and campaigns. And those marketing tactics are what I just talked about: advertising, PR, etc. And they should come last after you've after you've done the other work. So taking a firm's uh, strategic plan for the next three to five years with the exit strategy defined and then looking at the business plan for the upcoming year what goals and objectives do they have outlined for the business in order to achieve their strategic plan we're going to develop a strategic marketing plan to help meet those goals and objectives and the first step in that is research so customer research Um, competitive research, market research, uh, developing your SWOT, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Mm -hmm. And all of that research is data gathering in order to make really smart decisions with your resources, which are time, money, and uh, people. So you want to make sure that you use all your resources, most bang for the buck, basically. So research first second step is build your marketing foundation. What we consider marketing foundation is primarily the brand. And your brand, most people when we say brand, they think, oh, it's the logo and my colors and what font I use. Uh, ideally, the brand is how you position your company and what messaging you use to your audience segment that you that you defined through research. So brand is positioning, messaging, tagline. Uh, at the very bottom of vision, mission, values, are the visual elements, which are the logo, and the colors, and the fonts. And those shouldn't even be defined until you've already done positioning, messaging, vision, mission, et cetera. And all of that, again, is based on the research that you did. So you've done your research data gathering. You've developed your brand. Uh, The next step in foundation is content development, and that's for website and all the content that you need in order to convince your particular customers why they should choose your product or service instead of your competition. And then the last piece of foundation, and uh, the past two years we've moved that from tactics into foundation because we feel it's very important, and that is your website so your marketing foundation is your brand the content and all of that goes onto your website so you should look at research and foundation; those three things brand content and website those two pieces of marketing are investments and and companies tend to skimp in those areas when that's the place they need to make investment for for the next three to five years it's like Setting up your accounting package properly. It's about uh, renting the right retail space or getting your offices set up, getting your IT system set up. That's investment. If you do the research and the foundation work, then the last piece, which are the marketing tactics in any marketing campaign, those become money-making machines. Most companies skip straight to tactics. They may have a logo, but they'll skip straight to tactics. And at that point, those tactics, advertising, PR, et cetera, they're a a business expense. They are not a money-making machine because it's more of the spray-and-pray approach. Well, let's do this ad and see if we get any hits. Well, let's do this PR push. You know, we'll issue a press-free response from that. But without clear definition of who the customer is, where, when, why, how they shop for the product, and differentiating yourself from your competition effectively, you know, random acts of marketing with tactics and campaigns.
0: Lynn, I know that listeners are having an aha moment out there by the by the droves right now. Great stuff. We're talking with Lynn Folks of Upstart Group, LLC, in Carlsbad. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Lynn to share a few stories and some tips, ideas, and precautions that you can use. We'll be right back. Whether you run a medium-sized business or a major corporation, Harriet B. Alexson offers you personalized, skilled legal services in several key areas of banking and finance services, mergers and acquisitions, syndications in private equity, and commercial real estate law. With more than 20 years' experience, Harriet B. Alexson provides you with a large firm partner and resources with boutique firm service and attention. To learn more, simply call Harriet B. Alexson at 714-384-6578. At ExitCoachRadio.com, we're interviewing over 100 top advisors to get you one-minute tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new content daily at 6 a.m.
1: and 1 p.m. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute.
0: Welcome back, friends. Just a reminder that to hear highlights of this interview and to listen to all the interviews and highlights of our many past guests, please visit us online at exitcoachradio.com where we upload new content every day. I'm talking with Lynn Folks of the Upstart Group. And Lynn, that was a great first segment. Paul and I were looking at each other going, oh my gosh, we've been doing it wrong all this time. I'm not sure she can keep it up for a whole other segment here. That that was too good. We should just end it right there. (laughs)
1: Well, we certainly can if uh, if you need to move uh, No, no. On. I do have some interesting stories. I about.
0: have to just jump in and say I laughed. I was the engineer. I thought I'd heard it all, but when you said "spray and pray," I thought that was a good one.
1: <laughs> oh, good! I'm glad y'all enjoyed that. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, often in research we. It, We always ask uh, our client, who are your top three competitors? And they'll tell us who their top three competitors are. And then when we get into the customer research piece, we always ask the customers, who else did you look at for this particular product or service? You know, where else did you shop for that? And it's never who our client thinks are their top three competitors.
0: Oh, is that right? So,
1: Exactly. It's very, it's usually very eye-opening who your customers consider your competition.
0: Okay, so it's it's important to do that research and like you said, the research and foundation are investments if you want this thing to really work. So Lynn, uh, tell us a couple stories if you will, uh, maybe an example of a recent client you helped, what was their situation before you came on the scene and how did you help?
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, it, it's kind of the same story all, all along. You know, someone who, um, so a, a particular client who's stuck at $2 million for several years and just can't figure out why they're stuck. They say, oh, no, we don't need to do the research piece. We know who our customers are. We know why they shop. We know where they shop. You know, we know our customers. Persevering, we will not skip that research step because sure enough, talk about some eye-openers, who the the customer considered the competition. Um, Our client had a very clear picture of what their differentiation was, you know, why they were different from the competition. But what the customers told us why they purchased that product instead of the competitor's product was completely different than than what the, our client thought was the reason people were purchasing the product. So you, you can't say, you know, you can't rest on your laurels with, oh, I know who my customers are and what they want and why they buy from me, because what they'll tell you, particularly what they'll tell a third party, and this is really important and, and could even be a tip, but uh, don't do your research yourself have a third party, even if it's an intern saying, you know, I'm working on a research project or a research firm or a marketing firm, have someone else do the research for you, because it's amazing what customers who you talk to on a weekly basis will tell someone, a third party, when they know their name and company is not going to be attached to it. You can get very candid comments that way.
0: That is a great tip. Uh, It it makes a lot of sense, and I think what you're saying makes so much sense. Most entrepreneurs want to skip right to the tactics and let's just get it done, and they don't want to do all the detail work. And that's where you all come in, is, uh, especially you will you don't skip steps, right?
1: Well, no, and, and we've had clients, you know, potential clients want us to skip steps and we're going to say, you know what, you're going to be unhappy because we're going to launch an advertising campaign focused at who knows who you know, in positioning you randomly, we don't even know that that, that's differentiated you from the competition. And you're willing to spend all this money on an advertising campaign when, if we did the upfront work, instead of that advertising campaign being an expense, it could be a money-making machine, you know, returning $2 or more on the dollar investment.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So... No, so, that's a precaution I'd say, is don't skip steps. <laughs> maybe it's don't a tip. Skip steps. <laughs> Do you have any other we, tip tips for our listeners or ideas that they should where they should uh, maybe assess where they are and f- before they give you a call? What should they be looking at?
1: Sure. Um, so so one thing is our customers change the way they shop and buy. Products and who their influencers are every several years. I mean, think about it. We were not using social media, for instance, five years ago to shop for products or to let people influence us on which products to buy or even ask our friends and relatives what product do you use for X, Y, or Z or what service do you use? So so there are new tools right now for consumers to shop. So. Plan on budgeting for a research. You should be doing ongoing research through customer service assessments. But a big research work, a brand update, and content and website update, you should budget for that every three to five years minimum because your customers and your competition are going to change. What worked for you three years ago may be not working for you, in fact hindering you now, which is maybe why your, your sales have leveled off.
0: Yeah, not only that, but like you say, the the habits of the consumers, and you you probably have in your product line many segments of consumers likely are, are each changing their habits pretty quickly, where they go and and what they rely on for research and information.
1: That's true, and and so do their influencers, because who influences someone is a whole different. Uh, Position and message that you want to get to the influencers versus what you want to get to the end user. Remember the Spice, uh, Old Spice marketing campaign a couple of years ago? It was this gorgeous man, and he said, You know, your man may not look like me, but he could smell like me. Mm-hmm. All the women in the audience remember that ad. That ad was completely focused at the influencer, the one not the end user of the product, the man. So it's completely different messaging than they would use for the end user. So, yeah, you really need to be focused on who you're talking to and what you're telling them in order for them to take action. And the action you want them, the influencer to take is to recommend that product.
0: I see. So your, your target market might be the person that's going to influence the person who would ultimately use the product, not necessarily the end user, him or herself.
1: Correct, and it's usually both.
0: I see. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. Lynn, uh, if I were to ask you uh, what's the best way to get in touch with Upstart Group or to to get in touch with you, what would the best way be for that?
1: Yes, you can send me an email at lynn, L-Y-N-N, at upstartgroup.com, and feel free to visit our website, upstartgroup.com, or contact me uh, through the link on um, your website, Bill.
0: And you told me that you're you're willing to talk to anyone for a little while about th- their situation. You're very open to calls and to uh, uh, get a feel for what a person is doing now and, and very helpful on the phone. So all of our listeners should take advantage of that. Um, what's the best number for them to reach you at?
1: Right. Uh, Bill, I'm happy to speak with anyone for up to an hour uh, as a free marketing consult to just hear about their problem and offer any suggestions. My number is 305-393-5880. That's 305-393-5880.
0: Lynn, I want to thank you very much for coming on to the show. It's been a very fascinating interview. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks very much for coming on to the show.
1: Bill, thank you so much for having me, and have a great rest of day.
0: I've been talking with Lynn Fuchs of Upstart Group and Carlsbad, and friends, that is going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening in. I hope you've learned something that will help you in some way with future planning. And a big thank you to my guests and our sponsors, and I'd like to thank our station engineer, Paul Roberts, who has done his (laughs) usual outstanding job at the board a little longer than usual. Hey, if they didn't learn something in three hours, they're never going to learn it. You had something for everybody today. What a show. It it was a potpourri of, of gems of information, that's for sure. And uh, I want to thank octalkradio.net for hosting us at their beautiful tech space studios. And remember, we update content daily, so please visit us often and tell your friends to find us at exitcoachradio.com. We're here to help you, our hero, the private business owner, with tips, ideas, and precautions so that you are well-planned. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach
1: Radio.